episode of Does Machines, the Nerdtasticular conversational podcast. It's me, John Bernardo. Uh, this week, I got two guests on the show uh, promoting their, their upcoming Kickstarter, which by the time we listen to this is probably going to be alive. Um, we're talking to Leslie Julian and Brian Flint. They are in the process of putting together Savage Wizard. Uh, which is as bonkers as it sounds. If you're looking at the thumbnail, that's the artwork for the upcoming Kickstarter. Um, it was great talking to these guys uh, about the project. But as you know on the show, I, I like to dig in a bit deeper with some people. So, you know, we, we talked about the the book, the Kickstarter. Then we went to real life. Uh, we talked about some manga, <laughs> some Dragon Ball Z, uh, fatherhood, Bluey. You know, there's always got to be a, fa- a conversation about Bluey when you're talking about dads. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a great time talking to these guys. Um, I'm really looking forward to checking out what Savage Wizard has to offer. Uh, the Kickstarter will be launched uh, by September 14th, so make sure you check that out. And, um, yeah, enjoy what we hear. Uh, the t- tags for both of these guys will be in the bio. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Leslie and Brian. Leslie, Brian, how are you guys doing today? Good. Yourself? Good, good. Thanks for coming on, Brian. Thank you for joining us as well. Hey, man. Thank you. Um, so you guys uh, have a Kickstarter for a little book coming out soon, I hear. That is the, the case. Yep. Uh, September case. 15th. <laughs> Savage Wizard will be coming out on Kickstarter sometime. Uh, I'm not sure when, but September 15th, some point in the day. The, give me the give me the rundown of Savage Wizard. What are we What are we looking at here? I know you shared a few... Um, you know, some artwork with me that didn't have any lettering, but just the artwork alone has blown me away. I mean, it, it's, it's really in the name, like it's savage. Um, why don't you give, give me like the gist of what to expect from this? So um, the, the quick rundown we like to give is um, Savage Wizard is basically if uh, Conan the Barbarian was a force to reclass as a wizard. And uh, you could pretty much say that, yeah, it's like our kind of um, brown people as protagonists in a sword sorcery um comic so i think we're kind of doing something fun and different with it it's just like a really uh slapsticky uh over top action uh comedy that i think um people are going to really enjoy because of um brian's amazing art brian what is it about your art that makes it so amazing julian's uh really uh sorry leslie's really um pumping you up here tell me about your amazing art and where does the comedy come from is it more in the writing or is it more in the artwork um well uh i don't think my art's that amazing but uh i appreciate people saying that it takes an amazing amount of effort and time <laughs> that's for sure but the comedy for sure comes from the script i mean they told me right from the jump that it was this was um you know to keep you know in mind that it wasn't just pure action and 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 all that it's you know there's a lot of comedy elements and in, in the script it comes through pretty clearly but let's go even before the script and the, and the book came together how did did you, are you guys friends how did you guys meet how did this project come together so it's kind of funny um me brian and doug are all alumni of the comic jam which is like a, a weekly online group which pairs artists and um, writers randomly that kind of gives you a random topic and you have like a week to pretty much pump out a one-page um, comic so i was in it, i think around like 2017 maybe 2018 and um i think um, brian was in the group around the same time and i had noticed him but i never was lucky enough to, to be paired with him but i just really 
remember just thinking how awesome his art was at the time, but we never had a chance to work together. And um, when me and Doug kind of got together, uh, uh, basically Doug went into collab and um, we, I had that idea of uh, what if uh, a barbarian had to reclass as a wizard and uh, Doug really liked that idea. And so um, once we had finished the script, uh, we started looking for artists and um, Brian came to mind when I'm thinking about the physicality behind the characters of this book and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, Brian would be an awesome artist for this. And kind of all went from there so brian um for, for so for you guys brian um what is inspiring your art and and like what did you think when leslie came up to you to kind of do something like this is this something that you were expecting no i really wasn't expecting they kind of called me out of you know out of nowhere uh it's not really something i've done before i did a uh, a book that kind of looks similar uh, about uh, these kind of Neanderthal guys who, you know, got attacked by these vampire chimpanzees. So there was big muscly dudes in that, but the whole sword and sorcery thing was really kind of new to me and alien to me. And I was apprehensive at first until they showed me the reference material, like, oh, we mm-hmm. want the guys to kind of look like this, we want to look like that. And it was all these like African and uh, Samoan and all these wrestlers, you know, like all these dudes from all over the world oh yeah and that really interested me because i love drawing that kind of stuff and it's you know super underrepresented in the comic book world i think absolutely and and where do does a lot of your uh you know art influence come from a lot of manga a lot of um it's kind of all over the place anybody who uses a lot of like thick lines and stuff like that i usually gravitate towards but what? uh who specifically i, know, I was actually going to say what what is your top uh, manga for you know influence what what's that one book that if someone said you know, that one that you know in case of fire or you know desert island type book what's the one manga you bring with you um to read let me see that's a big question bro <laughs> um i can give you I think... two i can I, you can take two or you can take you know a few volumes of a series <laughs> if you need to. all right i'll take uh pretty much anything by junji ito and pretty uh, the original Dragon Ball run, if I had to pick the the whole run. So you, you're just gonna just chug the box with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna carry that whole long ass, <laughs> you know, thing with me. What uh, did you watch Dragon Ball uh, as a kid, or or did you hit the manga first? I watched it first on back long, long time ago. Um, there was this, um, I don't know if it was Japanese or Chinese channel, but it was a channel that had all this, you know, uh, foreign language stuff on it. And around 2 to 3 a.m. on Sunday, mm-hmm. they would play Dragon Ball in its original Japanese. Oh, damn. And I didn't know what they were saying or what was going on for the most part, but I was I just gravitated towards it because it was in the middle of the Vegeta saga, you know, like when he first showed up and just come on, man. Like there's no way I wasn't going to, as a little kid, <laughs> gravitate like that. Leslie, did you tap into the, uh, the Dragon Ball early on? Um, it's funny. So I, uh, growing up, I, I like Dragon Ball a lot more than Dragon Ball Z. I, yeah, I was uh, super into Dragon Ball. Um, I remember, yeah, it was kind of like my early Saturday morning, uh, cartoon show. And I, I just love the, the stories of what the young, um, um, Goku and everything. So yeah, I was a big Dragon Ball um, fan as a kid. Where so, and I know that his experiences are coming from manga. Where do your influences come from? Um, honestly, uh, 
my yeah influences come from all over i've you know always been a writer uh storyteller i, I tried drawing but i guess <laughs> i didn't have the, the perseverance to stick with it but um uh, mine pretty much just come from you know everyday life they come from the comics i like like uh runaways uh you know ninja turtles has always been a huge influence of yes, mine that's dude. kind of always kept me yeah yes. in the periphery <laughs> of comics like yeah even uh i know like even before i was reading the comics you know i was always interested in the show and then like i was like what there's a comic and then yeah so like every incarnation of the turtles i've just always been fascinated with Dreamwave, idw the image stuff like you know i've just yeah just been always uh had them some corner of my mind but yeah my my influences just kind of run the gamut i yeah i don't know i'm all over the place that i feel like that's a lot of us in this day and age right like there's so many things around us that we're constantly being influenced by anything and everything um exactly so let's let's jump back to the book we were we're getting all over the place which is what i like to do here but um let's get back to the back to the book so with savage wizard um what what's the plan here? Are we are we looking at uh, you know are we kickstarting one issue? Are we kickstarting uh, a whole novel? What what what's the the goal to do here? And do you have the whole if it is going to be graphic novel or multiple issues? Do you have that um, whole story planned out? Do you know how you want to end it, or is it kind of let's see how this one goes and then go from there? So this is just issue one, but we do have a larger um, four or five. Uh, uh, mini series, four or five issue mini series, um, planned out that uh, we've already uh, finished um, issue two, uh, at least scripting, I should oh, say. Right. And so we have an, an outline of how we we want the um, the overall um, story to go. So we have like a contained um, four or five issue mini series, and then yeah, hopefully you know that would get collected into a trade at some point. But that's a that's a distant distant plan. Of course, sure. of course, we're just focused. We're focused on this, and I mean, like I said, we're. we're confident that people will like it but you know we'll, we'll see once that day comes so uh, i what is your i mean i mean in a perfect world you it gets done you get kickstarted this one another one gets kickstarted and so forth and so forth at, at that point are you is it something that you want to continue to self-publish or is that something that you want to pitch to a publisher uh, how how do you see the book growing um after a successful kickstarter um the way the landscape of uh of the market is right now i i lean towards continuing to self-publish but i mean i don't want to you know lock myself in a closet or anything i'm mm-hmm. definitely open to other avenues if they prevent uh, present themselves but uh, right now I'm mainly focused on self-publishing and um, kickstarter is this doug, your- doug might feel differently but uh, that's how i'm feeling right now <laughs> Is, is this your first Kickstarter that you're launching? This is my first. Um, Brian and Doug have um, previous experience, but this will be my first uh, behind-the-wheel um, Kickstarter experience because I have been on a couple anthologies, but yeah, it's the first time I get to see what happens uh, behind, the, behind the scenes. So when it, uh, so speaking of your anthologies, uh, you've, you've done a few. What's, what, what, do you, what appeals to you the most about doing an anthology versus you know, uh, different series? I mean, anthologies are, are fun. I, I feel like you get a, a little bit maybe um, more instant gratification because they're a shorter story and usually uh, self-contained. So it's like, you know, um, uh, one anthology I did was uh, the Project Big Hype, which is uh, a manga-inspired um, anthology. And that uh, my short in that one was about 10 pages. 
And another reason I dodged it was off into the sunset. And that was a, a five page story. And it's, it's just, I guess, nice to, to have that. Just to wrap that it up. story complete. Yeah, to wrap it up. And just, uh, I mean, it, the comic process is just always so fun and going from, you know, idea to roughs to pencils to inks to, you know, letter to finish. So it's like you, you kind of get that um, a lot quicker in, uh, in anthology or short stories versus like an entire uh, comic uh, series or a full length comic, you know? So I'm, I'm really uh, excited to obviously see this completed, but you know, we got a journey ahead of us in terms mm -hmm. of um, wrapping up the entire thing. Okay. Um, Brian, I want to throw something to you. Uh, same kind of question, but you know, what, what's your past work like and what is, is something that stands out the most for you with that past work, like experience wise, is there anything that you would do again? Anything that you wouldn't do again? My past work, meaning like, uh, the Kickstarter I did before or just uh, like your artwork for, for books in general. For the most part, I was mostly a horror guy. Um, oh, okay. A lot of my artwork, if you're on my Instagram and all that other stuff, was mostly horror real related. So when they, you know, called me up for this thing, that's why it seemed kind of out of left field at first. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I'm mostly like a zombie monster kind of, you know, kind of dude. Yeah. But um, as for running the Kickstarter, that, you know, that was, it really makes you appreciate, you know, like... Uh, how all the people who go into making, you know, even like the worst trade paperback book that you've ever, you know, read the, the team of dedicated people it takes to put it out, you know, and to try to do that by yourself, you know, you really appreciate having all those hands, you know, when you have to do all of it. Yourself. <laughs> so, so in your aspect, I guess, what's the, the worst part of the Kickstarter, obviously the, the stress of watching those numbers go up or not move at all, but what else i mean what are your favorite parts and least favorite parts about the about doing a kickstarter my favorite part is just when i mean it's probably everyone's favorite part is when you hold the finished project product in your hand mm -hmm. and you know you got the book and you're like i finished and i don't ever have to worry about this ever again um my least favorite part is self-promotion i'm really bad at it and i i don't like saying you know nice things about myself or trying to sell people on my artwork you know, it's the necessary evil, but I mean, I think, I think that's a, a problem with a lot of like, even just this show, you know, you, you don't want to just be the person that just promotes their own stuff all the time. Right. People think you you won't care about anybody else, but at the end of the day, how else are you supposed to get it out there? Right. Exactly. You need yeah. to get out there somehow. So I, I definitely can empathize with that. What would you say is your dream project do you have any stories that you have visually mapped out in your head or or is there a, you know a, a certain character that you want to write for is is there a dream project of yours that has yet to come to fruition let's put it out there in the universe now <laughs> hmm. i mean i have a whole bunch of ideas but i'm a i don't know how to write so <laughs> you know um what about you leslie that's funny. I think most of my dream projects are my own stuff for the most part, just because like I want to get them out of my headspace and like you know like I want to hold them like fully realized as, as comics. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to to do Turtles or, or the Runaways, but most of my like dream projects for sure would just uh, be honestly my own stories for the most part. Although there are some bucket list things that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no to you, you know. So uh, after, do you have something? 
uh, Leslie, after Savage is done, hopefully, I, I really hope for you guys, of course, that it gets completed. Do you have mm-hmm. the next story that, you know, on the horizon that you want to tackle? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely have a couple. Um, there's um, head cases that I'm um, co-writing with um, AJ O. Mason and uh, Apollo Sampiao is, is the artist on that one. Um, we're uh, kind of pitching that around. And if um, that doesn't get any hits, then we're going to go ahead and uh, kickstart that probably next year. Mm-hmm. And it's a really uh, fun and a loose story about um, two kids kind of in over their head. They steal uh, a duffel bag from from uh, some guy, and it turns out there's a separate head in it. And they have to <laughs> figure out what to do with it. So there's that. And I also have um, a graphic novel that I'm actually uh, trying to possibly get some literary representation for. So I'm super excited to hopefully um, uh, do something with that soon. But um, for the most part, I have um, one or two other um, stories that are kind of like in a rough script mode um, or things that are kind of waiting for artists that are a little bit in hiatus. But I, I definitely have some other stuff in, in the pipeline um, after um, Savage Wizard. Awesome. I don't want to let you guys go yet because I feel like we're just just begun. Uh, bef- but before I, I move on, I just want to say, is there anything else about Savage Wizards that you guys wanted to, you know, throw in or, you know, mention that I may have glossed over? Um, I would just like to say uh, we have been uh, keeping uh, a lot, uh, I feel like, uh close to the chest so there's just so much that uh, people have not even seen yet like we've really only revealed a tiny bit so i'm just uh super excited for uh when we go live uh for uh people to learn more about i mean it's about our main character renar who is uh the, the main protagonist but also um he has to work alongside um uh, he has to work alongside uh, his mentor, uh, Akora, who is a little bit unhinged and just a lot of fun to write. She is a wizard herself, and she uh, becomes um, Renard's mentor, and I, I think she's really fun. And we haven't unleashed any uh, uh, pages with her just because it's funny. Um, when Brian came on, he actually added a, another four pages to the beginning of the script, so her appearance gets delayed a little mm-hmm. bit. So. I'm just super excited um, for just more about the story to be um, un- unleashed once, yeah, once that Kickstarter goes live. Awesome. Well, I, w- I really wish you guys the best of luck and everything. Um, I've loved what I've seen, and I'll definitely be checking it out as soon as that goes live, which is going to be very soon this month, right? Um, yep. So let's let's talk to you guys as people. Uh, Brian, I know you know you're heavily into manga. You're heavily into horror. I want want to kind of tap into that geek out about that a bit so what what is it about horror that's kind of sucked you in and did you get into that at an early age or i mean when did horror happen for you well artistically i'm a lot more influenced by american uh comics like i I read a lot of you know like i read some manga you know like pretty religiously Mm -hmm. um but I just, you know, I, I, I'm a weeb, <laughs> but my heart isn't, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it, I get told it leans that way, mm-hmm. but I don't really, I don't see it. But horror started for me being kind of a latchkey kid, being left alone a lot, you know, growing up and there being all kinds of rad stuff on TV that you were not supposed to be watching at my age. Of course. So 
yeah so it, horror you know entered my life pretty early on and it was just kind of something that when I decided I wanted to make comics it was what I just knew how to draw at the time you know yeah and so I I started actually being mostly a, a, a zombie guy like I did two books with a uh, friend of mine called Dead House that was all zombies like a uh, survivor meets oh no not survivor what's that other show big brother meets um mm -hmm. you know nice. a zombie reality show dude that sounds awesome dude, like it does sound awesome it's a shame that i got into it as like my first book <laughs> <laughs> what was that book called again uh dead house dead house that sounds awesome I, I could already map it as you said it as a big brother. So instead of visualizing it as a comic, I'm visualizing it as a reality show. <laughs> yeah. It was a reality show. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. It was a show. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. The, um, the book took place as yeah. a reality. Oh no. Sorry. sorry. I'm, I meant I'm visualizing it as like a live TV program. You I think there was a show with a similar uh, concept when was it was a show. I can't remember the name, but yeah. Like I've always wanted to check it out, but I haven't quick, got to watch it yet. Quick Google. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Dead like Set? Big like Brother? Yeah, Dead Set. Dead Set, yes. I've been wanting to watch that for years, and I have not had a chance yet. That's yeah, we thought we episodes. were super original. <laughs> <laughs> but the, no, that uh, I mean, obviously I didn't know about this before, but the book sounds awesome um so sorry you were i cut you off there go on uh you were telling me about your growing up on the horror no i mean that was pretty much it i watched a bunch of horror movies as a kid because it was not it was something you weren't supposed to be doing mm -hmm. you know and uh comic wise i was mostly reading stuff like calvin and Hobbes and and, and uh, you know family friendly stuff because i would read comics at the library like you know i grew oh, yeah. up pretty broke so we didn't really have money to buy comics or stuff like that. And so you just go to the library and read whatever they had there. You yeah. And, and I'm sure if they see you trying to take out something a little bit <laughs> uh, graphic, they'd be like, ah, no, I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah. Is there um, a horror movie you're, you're talking about? You watch a lot of movies when you were younger. Is there a movie that kind of sticks out in your mind as something you definitely shouldn't have watched? So, you know, return of the living dead, right? Yes. There was, I think, the third one, the one where the main character is this um, teenage girl who has like all these shards of glass sticking out of her body, and and uh, I think her neck's all broken and all that, and her boyfriend is trying to hide that she's a zombie. Mm -hmm. I can't, I haven't watched it in so many years, but I'm pretty sure that's the the premise. That was one of the ones that I was like, oh, I'm for sure not supposed to be watching this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just quickly looked it up. A teen uses an army chemical to revive his dead girlfriend after a motorcycle accident. Yeah. That's probably not the best movie, but I loved it at the time. <laughs> and, and do you feel like, are you one of those people that now you kind of gravitate towards those horror movies that are so bad that they're good? Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for those, man. Like, I can't help it. Like, uh, if you can tell the people are trying, yeah, you know, then I, I can't help but be like, you know, like, I support this, man. I'm all about this. I like how you said it, too. You <laughs> just like that little pause. You're like, yeah. yeah they're not all good movies, but, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, they're there for a reason. I mean, they exist because people like them. I, I mean, I saw one a while ago called Thanks Killing. I don't know if you ever heard of that oh one. God. But it's about uh, a killer turkey, <laughs> and 
it's, it's just it's just completely obscene and you know always has a catchphrase before he kills someone you know one of them he says gobble gobble motherfucker like just random stuff like that it's sometimes it is good to be bad you know it's you need yeah. things are taken too seriously sometimes yeah it's tough because you can't do it on purpose the movies that no. do it on purpose like i'm bad on purpose they usually do nothing for me it's the ones where they're like I'm pretty sure I'm crushing this and it's, you know, just all over the place. That's the one that, 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 you know, they're gold. What, uh, so other than horror, manga, anime and comic books in general, what are, what are some things that you, you really geek out about that aren't the things that people would know about you? Like what, what are those things that you, I'm not going to say guilty pleasure. Cause I, I don't like that word. Cause if you like it, you like it, but what are those things that isn't well known about you? Anyone who knows me in real life knows that I've been obsessed with rock climbing for the last three years. And that's if I'm not, you know, working on getting better at uh, drawing mm-hmm. and, you know, being a dad, that's 90% of my day. Um, yeah. Rock climbing is what I geek out about, you know. What's the what's the highest? I mean, <laughs> I'm not a rock climber. I'm not too sure what the the scale of what you're supposed to be doing is, but are you climbing mountains? Or are you just going to the, the indoors rock climbing? What's, what are yeah, you I'm a gym climber. I, I, I can't, you know, like pack up and go for a week and, you know, hit some places, even though I do live in new England. So there's a lot of good climbing out here. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't have that kind of freedom to go out and, and climb outside. Yeah, not anymore. Right. Yeah. Damn kids. Yeah. Well, my kid, she's a rock climber as well. Oh, One okay. of my kids. At least you can and, share that uh, then. That's awesome. And she's creeping up on me though. She's getting she's getting to be better than me in a lot of thoughts and climbing. So yeah. I might have to find something new. <laughs> well, you just you just okay, Missy. Okay, I think we got to upgrade to the big boy ones now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how she handles those, and then then when she beats you out of those, then that's when you that's when you drop the gloves. All right, all right. This is yours. Take it. I'm I'm going home. All right now, she beats me in the big walls, the long endurance climbs. Mm-hmm. She's little; she doesn't weigh a lot, so she can do those. It's the big, it's the short, high strength climbs that uh, that I still have the edge for now. Mm-hmm. But she she's closing in on me really quickly. And how how old is she? She is twelve. Oh, okay, yeah, she she's just gonna get stronger and faster. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking forward to it, but whatever. You know, she she gets that. stronger. Your your bones start falling more apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> circle of life. Yeah, circle of life. Uh, circling back to Leslie, uh, I want to ask you a similar question. Um, you know what people know you for. Uh, so, what is it that? What What is your little thing off to the side that people don't know you for, and something that you love to geek out about? It's hard to to think of anything. You've um, had this. Whole I know. Time, I'm pretty. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty boring these days. I don't know. I'm. It's funny. I I guess I had a joke. Uh, when there was some viral tweet going around, um, I feel like if it wasn't writing, I would probably be into puppetry if I had ever had a chance. I don't know, I'm really big into any movie like with uh, puppets or stop motion and so that stuff. So if I had in a, def- a different life, maybe I would have been like a, a Sesame Street, you know, puppeteer or something like that. I oh, dude, know. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried? Not that I can do it at all, but. No, I've never tried, but I know, I was, I'm always obsessed with all that stuff. I'm up. It's yeah, so that's for sure. It's always it's fascinated me for a long time. Are you a, a big fan of stop motion movies? Uh, yeah, I'd say a fairly decent fan. I, I'm probably not, you know, an ultra, uh, 
ultra fan or anything like that but you know i, I try to to watch them when i can uh one of my favorites is um this australian uh movie max and ruby which is really sad and great uh it's on netflix a couple of years ago but uh i'm not sure how well known it is that's how the us but it's a really great um stop motion uh, movie I, I find the process behind stop motion absolutely amazing i mean they're taking what thousands and thousands of pictures and, and moving the f- these figures you know one bit at a time i, I can't imagine the kind of stress that takes and patience that takes to put that something like that together yeah i know that uh, the patience that it, it takes behind those movies just like it, it really is a amazing like I, I i feel like i don't have that kind of patience that's probably why <laughs> i never got into that but yeah it, it, it's incredible you look at it you're like oh i'm sorry you have to do what now no that's okay <laughs> hard pass yeah no, every uh, frame jesus <laughs> right like that's insane yeah. and i don't i'm i mean and not to right, mention Mary max what's that, that? Was the movie I said I'd said something totally different, but the movie was Mary and Max, which yeah, really awesome movie. I'm pretty sure yeah. you said Max and Ruby, which is a kid's show. I did. And I think that does <laughs> that's why. As a you dad, know why. Because Max and Ruby exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the shit just see, these kids take over our lives, man. That shit just seeped in yeah, your yeah. <laughs> Because when you said I, that, I know like, more of their stuff than than anything current, you know, I'm much more caught up on on Bluey or dude, whatever yeah. <laughs> than anything Bluey, that's man. going on with Loki or or any of the new Marvel shows out right now. I haven't seen a single episode of What If, but yeah, everything else I'm I'm caught up on. Yeah, but, I want to change my answer. Can I geek out to Bluey? Because that's that's what I know way more about right now. <laughs> right as soon as I heard you shout that out, I, I said, okay, that's something in common here, boys. Let's talk about how this is the best kid show in the world that adults can enjoy. It really is. It's incredible. It. I, I she my daughter is watches it twenty four seven. She's seen the episode so many times that she recites many of the lines to me randomly and you know, I'm watching it and you, you look at the dad and you're like, that's, that's me. <laughs> like, one of my favorite parts is yeah. they, they asked the dad, can you play with us? He says, as long as I don't have to move or open my mouth. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, it's such good comedy. I wish it's my such, kids would, it's I so know dry. the comedy is great. I wish my kids were, or as, uh, as lenient as, as those kids. Cause I, I can't get away with that. Unfortunately. <laughs> Well, well, the thing is, is that the thing is that like we look at them, and I think it sets a great example of how parents could be. You know, it's you see some other things, and the parents are always, you know, something else. It's it's always like a stereotype. This one, Mm -hmm. you see the dad doing most uh, a lot of the stuff. You know, the mom is not in the forefront, which is better than what you typically see, right? It's usually the other way around. Mom has to take care of everything, so it's good to see the dad Mm -hmm. in the forefront, but. What I have to say is what they set unrealistic expectations is the amount of playtime kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Because they go way uh-huh. too far. Like they they go too far in the imagination with their kids. They go way too far. They, they, they are the kids aren't even high. in the room. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I said the kids aren't even in the room and the dude's still in character. Right. Playing and like <laughs> are watching them and he's still doing this thing and the kid's nowhere near him yeah i know oh, it's like dude you are really selling that i mean like you are good so that way when he's actually tired you, you can see it's like those times it's like you know 10 episodes in a row and he's he's feeling he's, he's thinking oh, okay 
kids, we've been doing way too much crap. Way too much. I mean, there's that one where he gets embarrassed because he's playing with them at the park and another dad comes by and he just stops. He's like, no, 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 let's not, let's not do this. Let's just. Don't <laughs> like, oh. that self-conscious. I know. That's so relatable. It's, I think it's, yeah, it's just a great show. I mean, it's just, I've, don't be too many kid shows where the, the parents especially are uh, so relatable and more realistic right. in, in their portrayal, which is, is really fun. And obviously kind of winks an eye at the parents, which is yeah, great. Well, I was just saying they uh, they cover some really big ideas as well. Like mm-hmm. there's that one episode where they're trying to put this IKEA furniture together, mm-hmm. and on the side, the kids go through every stage of evolution, from fish to you know to to, to land animals to all that. And then by the end of it, they've got this giant city built up with like all the styrofoam pieces. Mm-hmm. And then the kids like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a grown up now. And so then you know, the bluey character picks up like a cane and like, do you know the, the episode I'm talking about? I, that, that one I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. I, I, I mind you. One. Yeah. This one sounds deep. <laughs> yeah. Let me check this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Parents are building this, this Ikea furniture and they keep throwing like cardboard mm-hmm. or styrofoam or stuff. And the kids keep taking it and it eventually turns into like the parents are God, you know? And they're like, giving oh. them tools and eventually bluey becomes like an old lady you know pretends to be an old lady and she's like well what do i do now my kid grew up and left and the parents like whistle at her or tell her you know turn around and so she eventually like walks backwards through the gates and walks past all you know all the stages of evolution that she passed through and like sits through them and like eventually it basically it's like the evolution and then like the life of a person and she not dies obviously but like that's what she's it represents is that she like goes and at the end the dad's like this is heaven and i'm sitting there with my mouth wide open my kid's like that was a nice one i don't know let's, go. <laughs> let's watch the typical crab ones again and i was like do you not see what the hell just happened like i get teared up it's crazy and this is all within wow, seven minutes I can't wait to watch that one mm-hmm. seriously that's nuts have you uh, have you guys had to succumb to the the toys getting the toys not yet not yet. <laughs> I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> it's something recent. Like they, they just hit. Uh, I'm in Canada. They just hit Canada, and we're selling up. Basically, I would call the store, and uh, I'd say, "Oh, do you have the set?" And uh, yeah, we just got it. Let me go check. And then the lady would come back. I swear, I put it out this morning. They're all gone. Oh wow! I I literally, I called uh you know Toys R Us here in Canada, and they had it, and I had to run over, and they're like, "Which one of the character packs you want?" I said, "All of them." Just give all of anything. I'll take whatever you have. I feel like I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Turbo Man. The shit's hot, apparently. The shit's hot. I guess so. I did not realize. <laughs> well, Leslie, Brian, thank you guys so much for coming on and uh, talking the, about the most important Bluey. I'm kidding. I mean Savage Wizard. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I can't wait to see more. So the date was September 14th. 15th. 15th. Okay, so 15th. Yep. Um, this will be up on the, uh, this will be up right in time. So, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, it's going to head over. I'll, I'll have the link in the description of the show. Um, if you guys want to plug anything, your, your Twitters and your Instas and all that stuff, I'll have no worries about that. I will have that all in the show notes as well. So everyone could follow you. Brian, I really follow your art on Instagram. It's fantastic. Leslie, I'm looking forward to seeing, I, I haven't read anything um of yours so 
the Savage Wizards is going to be my first. So I'm really excited to check that out. But um, yeah, guys, looking thanks so much for that What's that? I said, looking forward for you to, to read it as well. Ah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So guys, uh, without, um, yeah, <laughs> thanks. It's been great talking to you guys. And uh, again, best of luck on the book. Thank you. Thank you.